Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Recorded live. Oh God, so love the world that He gave His only begotten Son that so on him should not perish they should not perish but they shall have they shall have everlasting God gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes on him should not perish. They should not perish, but they shall have, they shall have everlasting life. Amen. Amen. God bless you, children of God. I do greet each of you in the mighty and the precious name of Jesus Christ, who is our strength and our redeemer, our very present help in times of trouble. I am Apostle Robert Bryant, pastor of the Christian Center Church. Worldwide headquarters in Kinston, North Carolina, USA. And I'd like to welcome you all once again to another edition of Living the Word, where sound doctrine is brought to the ears of thousands of God's people all over the world. We pray the Lord is blessing you very well as we are about to see what God has in store for us this morning. We do thank God for his many blessings on our lives. 
many blessings on our health, on our finances, on just everything about us. God has done a wonderful job of keeping us and providing for us as his little children. We want to take a look at the book of James, chapter 3 and verse 16. James, chapter 3, verse 16. We're going to see what God has in store for us today. From the New International Version, our scripture reads, says, for where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you will find disorder and every evil practice. Again, for where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder and every evil practice. We're working on our third installment of Make It Your Ambition. Make it your ambition. Let us pray. Father, in the most holy, most precious, righteous name of Jesus Christ, we thank you, we appreciate you, we extol you, we give you all glory, all honor, and all praise, for you alone are worthy, from the rising of the sun, to the going down of the sun. We appreciate you, Heavenly Father, because of who you are. You've done so many things for us, Father. We give you maximum glory, maximum honor, maximum praise. We pray, Father, for your people in the four corners of the earth that you will continue to bless us and continue to lift us higher in you, in your word. Help us to understand your good, pleasing, perfect will. Give us of our sins and our iniquities which we have committed against you. We're asking that your perfect will be done in our midst today. In the mighty and the precious name of Jesus Christ, we have prayed that the people of God say, Amen. Since you may have to excuse me a little bit, I'm taking a new drug, actually, for some of my health challenges, and the drug makes me a little sleepy, but we will push on in the name of Jesus. James chapter 3 and verse 16 uh, lets us know of some of the dangers 
that we run into when certain things in our flesh get together. You say, Apostle, how is that important to me? Well, here's what you want to understand, child of God. Our flesh is bad enough by itself. Just in and of itself, our flesh is a terrible thing. But there are certain things in our flesh that we can put together, that we can uh, add with other aspects that make it even worse, make it even more terrible. We see here these scriptures, chapter uh, 3, verses 13 through 18, deal with two kinds of two types of wisdom. There is a spiritual wisdom from God and there is a fleshly wisdom from Satan. We are either operating in one or the other at all times. We either in the fleshly wisdom or we in the spiritual wisdom. We either in the spiritual wisdom or we in the fleshly wisdom. But with that being said, and that that is almost a given and a, and a, and a understood. But with that being said, the writer lets us to know that there are certain things that can get together in the flesh that can bring about all the things of the flesh or or can cause all the things of the flesh to be found. Now watch this now. The scripture says where you have envy, jealous, or you, and selfish ambition, you just want to be the center of attention, regardless of whatever. Where you have these two things in operation, the Bible says there you will find, first of all, disorder. Now, we understand that that is one of the main things that the adversary uses to uh, rebel against God, to entice God's creation, to rebel against him. Disorder. Doesn't matter whether it's children rebelling against parents. Doesn't matter whether it's wives rebelling against husbands. Doesn't matter whether it's husbands rebelling against the headship of Christ, if if possible, the adversary even tried to use Christ to get him to rebel against God. But Jesus was too wise for that. He kept saying, "It is written." Here's what words say. Here's what words say. Here's what words say. And, and you and, and 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 child of God, under the sound of my voice, we want to take a lesson. I encourage you to take a lesson from our Lord and Savior. If Jesus dealt with the devil with the word. Me and you need to deal with the devil, with the word. When he brings contrary desires, contrary feelings, contrary thoughts into our mind, we gotta we gotta wage war against him with the word of God. In other words, what does the word say about that? 
What does the word say? What does the word say? What does the word say? Jesus responded three times with, it is written. It is written. It is written. In other words, God has already spoken on that matter. God has already spoken. God has already spoken. God has already spoken. So envy and selfish ambition will 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 introduce disorder. Disorder in the family, disorder in the marriage, disorder in the church, disorder in business. Disorder. Envy and selfish ambition introduce disorder. But then it says, and every evil practice. So all you need is those two things there. Run around jealous of people. Uh, having a selfish ambition, in other words, wanting something that God ain't said you need to be wanting. No, no. And this will open the door for disorder and every evil practice. Now let's see how, how, how do we get here. How does this how does happen? All right, we've got these two types of wisdom the Scripture talks about. In verse 13, the question is asked, who is wise and understanding among you? Now, that's a very important question because that, that explains people's actions. See, when you, when you are wise and understanding, you don't have to try to figure why certain things are being done or why certain things are going on because... You're wise and understanding. You, you understand and you know what God has said. When you've got wisdom and understanding, it means you've got a revelation and insight from God as to how to do and what to do. The scripture says, who is wise and understanding? Who knows how to do this thing just like God wants it done? The scripture says, let them show it by their good life. Now, truly wise and understanding individuals manifest their wisdom, manifest their understanding by having a good life. You, you cannot really be wise because wisdom is doing what God says. Now, if you don't have a good life, you can't be wise. Because in order to be wise, you've got to do what God says. Let them show it by their good life, by deeds done in humility that comes from wisdom. I shared with you, I think it was yesterday or the day before yesterday, that a truly wise person is humble. That's the way you can always tell if a person is really wise. Because the more wisdom one acquires, the more humility one acquires. Something is wrong if an individual is acquiring more wisdom and operating more in pride, in arrogance, and conceit. They've got hold of the wrong wisdom because the wisdom that comes from God, that comes from above, it makes us more humble. It, 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 you, it causes us to operate in humility. The scripture says, 
For if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts. Now, that's where the manifestation, what we just read about in Scripture 16, was the manifestation of envy and selfish ambition. Well, what James does is he takes us into where did it come from. Because anything you see people manifesting physically, there's a spiritual root. Let me say that again. Anything you see people manifesting physically, they, you see them actually doing it, is because there, there is a spiritual root. In other words, something down in their spirit is pushing them toward that. If you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your heart, the Bible says don't boast about it, but then don't deny it as the truth. Now, either one of those extremes will get you in trouble with God when you come down to sin. Either boasting about sin or denying that it's there. Either one, God, God don't like neither one of them. God don't want us boasting about it, but then God don't want us to deny that it's really there. You know, think about if your child uh, does something that you don't like. Let's say they have wrecked a car. You gave them the car to drive. They went out, wrecked the car. Can you imagine coming in, bragging and boasting to their boys? Yeah, man, I wrecked daddy's car. Oh, Joker, give me that old car, man. I took it out and run it right into a tree. How about that? How about you'd be very upset. You know, the payments you have made, the labor you have put in the, the, to, to, to purchase that car or to, or to, you know, you'd be upset if they were boasting about it. But then, too, if they came in and the whole front is smashed in and you ask them, well, what is this now? What has happened? And they tell you, I don't know, Daddy. They know full well they wrecked the vehicle. But now they, they denying that, it's, that that's even the case. They come in talking about, I don't know, Daddy. I don't know what happened to that vehicle. It was running fine. I just came out of the store, and all of a sudden it was looking like looking like this. Well, you'd be equally upset because you don't want them boasting, but you don't want them denying the truth either. Even though it was a bad thing that happened to the car, you know, something that you want them to be honest with you. Well, that's the way God is when it comes down to us. Because he desires truth from our inner parts, God wants us to tell the truth. Now, don't, don't uh, boast about your sin, you know, but then don't don't deny it. Don't try to act like your sin does not exist. Do not boast about it or deny the truth. Now, when we start boasting and when we start denying stuff that God says is there, we start operating in verse 15, such wisdom. We start operating in a such wisdom, in a worldly wisdom, in a wisdom that is, is contrary to God, that is in a wisdom that is against the program and the procedure of God. Such wisdom. Look how they got wisdom in quotation marks. Why? Because that's a wisdom too. It's not godly wisdom. It's not the kind of wisdom that God wants us operating in. But but in life, 
in this, this life that we live in, most things come in twos. Many of the animals came on the ark in Noah's day, two by two. But in this life, most things work in twos. You, you look at our physical bodies. God created our physical bodies with two of a whole lot of stuff, two feet, two legs, two arms, two hands, two nostrils, two lips, two eyes, a lot of things in twos, a lot of things in twos, even internally, you know, there'll be the internal stuff in twos, in twos. There's a such wisdom because wisdom comes in twos. And this is one of the wisdoms that the apostle is talking about, such wisdom. First kind of wisdom. Normally it's the first kind of wisdom that most of us as human beings learn because we are sinful by nature. Whoever sat a child down and taught them how to sing, you know, very rarely, you know, if ever. But yet, every child knows how to sing. Every adult knows how to sing. Whoever sat you down and taught you, this is how you lie. This is how you cheat. This is how you steal. Normally, nobody's going to do that. But yet, it is done by us as human beings every day. Why? Because we... We are conceived in sin. We are shaped in iniquity. We weren't conceived in righteousness and shaped in holiness. Uh, we would have been had Adam not sinned, but once he sinned, we became conceived in sin. We became shaped in unrighteousness. Such wisdom. Does not come down from heaven. Now you say, Apostle, what are you talking about? God wants you and I to operate in the wisdom that comes down from heaven. God's wisdom comes, flows right straight from God, right straight from heaven. So it doesn't come. Such a wisdom it does not come down from heaven, but it's earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. You say, Apostle, what are you letting us know? That any wisdom is, that is not the wisdom of God is earthly, it's unspiritual, and it's demonic, or of the devil and the kingdom of the So we got to be mindful and we want to be aware of two types of wisdom. We want to be aware of two types of words. You say, well, Apostle, what are the two types of words? Are you either speaking God's word or you're not. And if you're not, then you're speaking something satanic or something demonic or something fleshly. God wants us to be aware. Two types of thoughts, two types of words, two types of deeds, two types of actions, two types of everything. For such wisdom does not come down from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. And this brings us down to our 
choice scripture. It says, for where you have envy and selfish ambition. Where you have where, where, where there's certain things that when you have them together, you you ask them for trouble. You know, you don't, you wouldn't want to store your gasoline close to your stove, your your, your lit stove. But you wouldn't want to do that. You ask them for trouble. You wouldn't want to store, you know, certain things that that react and don't react well. You don't want to store them together. You think about two friends that don't like each other. You ain't just trying to bring them together any kind of way and different type of thing. And you already know they don't get along well together. Well, envy and selfish ambition don't get along well together. They're bad enough by themselves, let alone you trying to put them together. Because when you put them together, the Bible says, there you will find disorder. Now, disorder is always the root in man's problems with God. You need to keep that in mind. Disorder. See, because God's order is always what he tells us is what we do. <laughs> That's God's order. That's the, if you ever wonder what God's order is, do like he tells you. That's all God is. That's all God trying to get us to do. You know, being led by the Spirit. It, what does that mean? That means we doing like the Spirit tell us. I God like I ain't asking no opinions. God ain't asking no no extra thoughts. No extra. You just do like I'm telling you. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you will have disorder. Why? Because envy and selfish ambition, by their nature, they're out of order. Envy is out of order. Selfish ambition is out of order. So you, you're starting with this order, and you're finishing with every evil practice. So you need to, in any endeavor, you need to know where you're going. You need to know where you're going. Now, you say, Apostle, what are you trying to tell me out here? I'm trying to tell you that with disorder, you're going to end up with every evil practice, with envy, with selfish ambition. You're going to end up on the road to disorder. Disorder is going to take you to every evil practice. See, I, um, what the Lord is bringing to my spirit now. I've drove to Florida many times from North Carolina here in the United States. Many times. Two more times than I can count and I even care to remember. Well, what I know is that if I keep on driving on my way to, on my way to Florida, Eventually, I'm going to run into uh, Savannah, Georgia. If I keep driving from here, if I'm going the right way, I'm going to run into Savannah, Georgia. Well, if I keep right on driving the right, the right way from Savannah, Georgia, I know that I'm going to run into uh, uh, no, I'm going to run into uh, Jacksonville, Florida. 
Jacksonville, Florida. Well, I know that if I keep on driving the right way, I'm going to run into Lace in Florida, Kissimmee, Florida. I know this. I have, you know, I've done this enough to know that these are places that you're gonna run into. Well, what God is trying to let us know is that you need to understand that that if you keep right on with envy and selfish ambition, there you're gonna run into a place called disorder. That right? You keep right on with disorder, you're gonna run into every evil practice. God says it's the way you're going. So I want to encourage you, child of God, that, that we need to be mindful as children of God of the way that we are going, the way that we are traveling. So we don't look up at the end of the day and find that we have gone the wrong way. Because as you keep traveling down the wrong way. You're going to keep running into more and more things that you really don't desire. God wants to spare us of all them kind of work. Because running into the wrong stuff and going the wrong way, all that gets us whooping. All that gets us beatings from God. There's some of you under the sound of my voice right now that have been going the wrong way. And listen, anytime we're doing things contrary to how the Word tells us to do them, we are, we are going the wrong track. We're heading the wrong way. Anytime. Anytime. But the Bible says the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure. That's the beauty of God's stuff. It be pure. You know, sometimes praying can help you, but he be having ulterior motives. Sometimes, you know, a female Frank can help you if you're male, but she be having ulterior motives. Or a male Frank can help you if you're a female, and he be having all ulterior motives. Well. The beauty in God is that stuff God be doing for us, doing to us, doing through us, it be pure. God's motive be right. The Bible says it's first of all pure, then it's peace loving. God love peace. Yeah, right. But he loved peace. And he's the greatest warrior that ever lived. But he loved me. Considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere and, and, and sincere. Peacemakers, watch this, who sow in peace. I want to encourage you now. So in peace. You know, try to do all you can to stop an argument or 
keep from getting into an argument. So in peace. Because when you sow in peace, you make that your ambition. We're talking about making it your ambition. We're talking about making it our ambition not to be sowing uh, in strife and sowing in lies and sowing in. Make it your ambition. Make it your ambition not to be uh, walking in envy and selfish ambition. And all operating in this order, which leads to every evil and practice. We're talking about make it your ambition. We've got many, many things in this, you know, that we can make it our ambition. Because the things that God don't want that we do, you know, all you got to do to find out the things God don't want, Turn around the things that he do want. Turn them around. Or you want to find out the things that God doesn't want out of us? Turn around the things that he does. Just turn them around. Now, God doesn't want envy and selfish ambition. So turn around. The Bible says there you'll find disorder in every evil practice. Turn them around. See, don't you start getting a different response. So, children of God, I just want to encourage you, you know. Let us make ambition out of things of God that God will be pleased with. Let's change our ambitions. There's some things that, that are deep desires of ours that we need to change. And that we have the power to change. I know we might used to want to do that a whole lot and really but but now it's time to change. Now it's time. Time to change. This this powerful few little scriptures, thirteen through seventeen, James three, thirteen through seventeen. Basically describes man's problem, and basically uh, describes man's solution. Because you and I are going to do based on um, what wisdom we operate under. We're going to do based on what wisdom we operate on. So, you know, what James decides to do is explain so we will know, you know, what the two types of wisdom are, and even better, so we can examine ourselves and find out which type of wisdom we operate in. We don't just have one wisdom. We got two. As children of God, we got the world wisdom. We remember how how, to, how we used to do do things in the world. God is just calling us out of the world, calling us to do things differently, so that we can spend eternity with the Lord. 
May God continue to bless each one of you and heaven continue to smile on you.